police in the morning. The Resonator is a gruesome machine that activates a special sixth sense, one that makes its victims crave human brains. You're in for a wonderfully slimy time when you go from beyond. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the The B-Movie Bros. We review B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So, as we journey into the month of February, we are taking on Lovecraft Month. All movies based on the stories of H.P. Lovecraft. Not every one of the movies, but, you know, every movie this month. Today, we're talking about the 1986 classic, From Beyond. So, you heard what the back of the DVD box had to say. Let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Let's start with the top this week. Number three for me. In the beginning of the movie, well, you know, when Ken Forey is introduced, at least, he is dressed just like Shaft, and it is amazing. Number two. Towards the end of the movie, spoiler alert, Jeffrey Combs starts to suck people's brains out through their eye sockets. It is like the most amazing way for a, you know, pseudo-serial killer to go around killing people, like, just sucking brains out through eye sockets. You know, this movie deserves a title like Bloodsucking Freaks. Bloodsucking Jeffrey Combs. And for me, the best part of this movie was actually the special effects and the monsters. You know, due to the tone of the movie and, you know, the the talk of a cosmic reality, you know, that is beyond ours, how they used neon colors for the uh, special effects monsters and for the physical monsters... Great craftsmanship went into play, and they just look wonderful, amazing, and very realistic, even, you know, how much of an abomination they look like. It's it's rather beautiful, and it holds up to today. Oh, yeah. Aesthetically, this movie is really quite amazing. Number three, there's plenty of blood and gore in this film, and none of it feels like it's in excess. It's just the right amount. It's used very appropriately, even though there's a lot of it. Number two, this movie gave the characters legitimate reasons that to go back to the attic and put themselves in danger. Between studying the brain for a potential cure for schizophrenia, plus the insanity that the, that the characters were going through due to an increased size of their pineal glands, it actually made it seem like their motives were believable, which is a surprise in these kind of movies. And number one... This movie perfectly embodies Lovecraft's cosmic horror. The idea of creatures from beyond our understanding existing just beyond our sensory sensory scope. As for my bottom three, I have to say number three, the overacting. Now, a lot of times in movies like this, I enjoy the overacting. The hammier, the better. Let me smell that bacon cooking. But, you know... I just, this film would have been better if it had been done in a completely serious tone. When, you know, defeating the, you know, machine, what what was it called? The Resonator. The Resonator. They used a fire extinguisher. Again, normally I would be okay with this, but they don't use the fire extinguisher to literally beat the machine till it, you know, doesn't operate anymore. They spray it with the fucking foam. And then, you know, what happens? Ten seconds later, it starts back up again, so they just spray it with more foam. Come on, guys, you can do better than that. And number one, 
that damn nosy neighbor next door that is always calling the authorities, you know, can't people run illicit, illegal experiments in their home anymore without the goddamn neighbor calling the cops on us? This is bullshit. What a bitch. Number three, I agree with you with the acting. It was kind of ridiculous, and it kind of made it hard to take seriously, despite the fact that the tone of the movie overall was quite serious. Number two... The obvious sexual overtones in the film were anything but subtle. I wasn't bothered by it, but I wish it hadn't been so overt. And number one, the resonator turning itself on and threatening the entire world just came off as ridiculous and over the top. I preferred it a lot more when the characters were fighting the temptation to activate it due to the machine affecting their brains. I thought that was a lot more interesting than it's just turning itself on from beyond. Now, one of the things we didn't talk about here was the uh, the dialogue. You know, we did we did say the acting was a bit hammy, but uh, let's talk about the dialogue, the dialogue that was so cheesy. Let's have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. Quote war. All right, Paul, I'll let you take the lead on this one. All right. Something's coming. It came. It bit its head like a gingerbread man. He used to bring beautiful women here. They'd eat fine meals, drink fine wine, listen to music. But it always ended with screaming. And I would just lie there and listen to them. Screaming. How about the hard-on I got? Is there a statistical correlation for that? You are evolving into a being that has never happened before. And that ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie or, you know, would like to say something about it to us, leave it here on uh, SoundCloud or on our website, bmoviebros.com. I think it's time for us to give our final take on this film. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Remember, our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? Paul? I gave this one a 2 out of 10. I gave it a 3. From Beyond is an amazing adaptation to one of Lovecraft's classic stories. Stuart Gordon managed to take the concepts from the short story and mold them into a film that manages to tell the classic tale while also creating a unique experience in its own. The characters were interesting and relatable, even if the acting wasn't exactly top-notch. This is a must-see for any fan of Lovecraft stories and or horror films. I have to say that From Beyond is a psychotropic journey through the sexual psyche of a deranged madman. The visuals are striking. The dialogue, although hammier than a bacon-themed restaurant, is engaging and quite intelligent. The actors do a great job and is kind of sad to see how things unfold. The concept is great, and having read the short story it's based on, I find it a wonderful adaptation. The neon special effects were a great choice, not only in the sense of cosmic direction this film portrays, but also because it ages so well. If this movie had been taken in a realistic approach, special effects-wise, it would have been horrid. If you're looking for deep, thought-provoking, and cheesier-than-Lindberger-and-Swiss-soup kind of film, then this is what you want to see. We know that not everyone likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do, and that's why we give every B-movie we review an A-movie companion and tell you why this B-movie is the same as this A-movie, a movie of higher class and standard. For me, I picked the movie The Thing from 1980. I picked Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan from 1982. 
I have to say that the thing is an A movie version of From Beyond because they both are about people who are researching stuff. You know, you've got researchers at an Arctic expedition base, and you've got you know the doctor researching things in his attic. Both movies feature monsters from beyond, from beyond our dimension, or from beyond our space. Both movies' fire extinguishers play a key role in defeating these monsters, whether it's, you know, to turn off a device that keeps turning itself on, or to, you know, stop everything from burning to the ground. Both movies feature people that end up changing into monsters one way or another, and both feature monsters producing people, and they both have the do- a doctor as their main villain. And you know what? The special effects hold up really, really well for both of these movies. And that is why The Thing from 1980 is an A-movie version of From Beyond from 1986. I picked The Wrath of Khan because both movies have a villain who gains some kind of superpower due to science. Khan from Wrath of Khan is a genetically altered soldier, and Dr. Pretorius became a weird mutant thing after being killed by the creatures from beyond. Both antagonists threaten at least one world. Khan wanted to take over the universe, and Dr. Pretorius wanted to use the resonator to expand his power to the entire world. Both movies feature futuristic machines that show people things that they wouldn't normally be able to see. The Wrath of Khan has the holodeck that uses holograms to produce produce, uh, false images to whoever is inside the holodeck, and the resonator from, from beyond, Um, affects the pineal gland of whoever is around it, allowing them to see creatures that they normally wouldn't be able to see. Both movies feature creatures from alternate worlds. From Beyond has creatures from dimensions that are outside our our view, and Star Trek The Wrath of Khan features aliens. And both movies feature a main character dying at the end of the film. Wrath of Khan had Spock sacrificing himself at the end, at the end, and from beyond had Doctor Crawford Tillinghouse die while fighting Doctor Pretorius, and that is why Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan is just an A movie version of From Beyond. There you have it, folks. Now I think it's time for our favorite thing. It's time to tell you how to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Bum, 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 bum. So I'm going to give you some drinking games for From Beyond, and then so shall Paul. Number one, anything sexual occurs or is said during this movie, take a drink. Number two, anytime a switch is thrown, take a drink. Number three, whenever someone says pineal gland, take a drink. Number four, whenever someone is called crazy or insane, Take a drink. And number five, because it's Lovecraft Month, every time you find a correlation between the film and a writing of H.P. Lovecraft, take a drink. That shouldn't be too hard. Every time you see a penis eel, take a drink. Every time the resonator machine is activated, take a drink. Every time someone is called crazy, take a drink. And every time Dr. Pretorius makes a sexual advance on Dr. McMichaels or has a sexual prowess challenged, take a drink. Fucking penis eel. Yep, there are in fact <laughs> penis eels. I mean, it makes sense in this movie. It, it really does. I mean, when, once you see it, if you see it, 
you will understand. And after listening to this, you won't not see it. If you have a movie you'd like us to review or any additional comments, feel free to leave the message below. You can follow us on Twitter at BMovieBros, like us on Facebook, or follow my personal Twitter at BMoviePaul. If you have an independent film you're working on and would like to discuss, you can email us at BMovieBros at gmail.com. Don't forget to listen to our podcast where we have new content five days a week on our website, bmoviebros.com. And if you want to join us next week as we continue our journey through Lovecraft Month, we will be taking a look at the 1985 classic Reanimator. One of my personal faves. It's going to be a good time. So until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, be back for more. I don't want to eat this food. I'm seeing